Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Pew. I'm your host, Reverend Kara Hildebrandt, coming to you live from the hot and steamy Midwest where we can only hope for rain and something cooler. We are not the South. All right, so today's episode is really actually a further conversation of something that I do on a monthly basis called Theology Pub. And Theology Pub... We get a group together, we go to a restaurant, some people drink, some people don't, we order food, some don't, and we talk. And every every time we've got a question, and that question comes from the group. So people ask a question for the next time, and then we kind of go from there, and we touch on everything. But this week, when we met together for Theology Pub, what came out of it was this discussion about respect and accountability. And it's kind of interesting when we begin to think about respect and accountability, because we don't seem to have a whole lot of respect nor accountability, nor do we even seem to be able to know how to navigate that, not just for ourselves, but even with one another. In fact, most people, it seems today, like especially if we turn on the news or look at social media, we are just downright mean and sometimes even hateful to one another. And it's like with the rise of social media, it's like it's become okay. And we've we've chalked it up to, well, you've got to be held accountable. And then on the other side, other people scream, show some respect. And so this discussion of respect and accountability should really t- make us take a step back of what is it? Like, like, how do we even know what the guidelines are for it? Like, if I were to ask you to take a moment and just think for yourself, like, how would you define respect in your life for yourself, for others? And how would you decide what accountability is for yourself and for others? Last night when we were having this discussion, it became apparent that that's kind of a hard thing to do. Maybe it's a little bit easier when we're, we're saying it to someone else or wanting respect from someone else or holding someone else accountable for their actions or their words. But it kind of gets a little difficult the further we push into it, the further we kind of dig a little deeper. And so... It's one of those things that made me really ponder today why I decided, hey, let's make a podcast about this. Let's do an episode on this. Is because what do we base it on? And for Christians, or even for those who are just searching out for wisdom, maybe you're not a Christian, maybe you're just, you like different. Uh, aspects of different religions. You look for different philosophies or pieces of wisdom. But it's kind of interesting when you think about Jesus. If Jesus were held as the guideline for respect and accountability, because he does both of those things. If, If we're reading in the New Testament, he does both of those things, and he seems to do them rather well. Still gets him in trouble. He still ends up dying. But he seems to try to be giving guidelines for how do we respect one another, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. What you do to the least of these, you do to me. 
uh, put down your sword, those who live by the sword, die by the sword, those kinds of things. But then also he has this other sense of holding accountable, and you see that with how he he works with the apostles, but also when he's working with the Pharisees. The Pharisees or the temple authorities or the, the high priests who really can't stand him. They don't like him. They don't like what he's saying. They feel like he has too much power. He's having too much sway over the people. And yet, in a subversive way, he's able to hold them accountable. Now, we may think, well, what about the whole temple and turning over the, the tables and see that as a major act of accountability. But even then, we still get a sense of the entire narrative of how he's holding people accountable while at the same time trying to instill respect into those who say, hey, I want to follow you. I want to learn from you. I'm, I'm kind of curious about what you're doing. And so when we're thinking about that, I think about the things that he really upholds in both of those situations, because sometimes respect and accountability actually can seem to be at odds with one another. In fact, sometimes when we've had somebody hold, when maybe you have, you've held somebody else accountable for the actions, they, they come back at you, whether it's in profanity or calling names or saying, you just don't respect me. You need to respect me because... And it's kind of one of those things. You start to begin to go, wait a minute. Are respect and accountability at odds? But if we're looking at what Jesus is trying to do throughout his life, as he's talking and working with people, we find some interesting things. He generally has this sense of dignity, of every human has dignity. And trying to show that every human has some worth. Now, does that mean when a human does something terrible or awful or needs to be held accountable that he steps away? No. But he does seem to try to look at people with a little bit of dignity. And you can see that when he listens. So even when the Pharisees are attacking them, even when Pilate is attacking him, when people are surrounding him and hurling insults at him, he seems to listen, and then he turns back around and questions them. It's kind of interesting to think about that, because his questions often have to make them stop and take into account what they're doing. And that's kind of interesting, right? How often do we listen close enough to what someone is saying that we know how to ask a question in response? Because often, right, if we're feeling like we're being disrespected or we're being attacked, we're formulating what we're going to hurl back, what we want to hurt the other person with. But if we're trying to figure this out, if we're trying to look at Jesus, then we get this sense that there's something about how he listens to someone and then how he questions them to make them think, oh, wait a minute. Okay, maybe I need to rethink this position. He's also pretty honest. Like, Like he just kind of says the situation like it is to make them think. He doesn't generally sugarcoat 
nor does he always incite people. And so that's kind of an interesting, another balance that he does. When we think about our lives and whether we're, we're having accountability issues, whether in ourselves or with others, or whether we're having respect issues, it is kind of interesting to think about how do you make people think about what they are doing, about what they are saying. How do we offer a question? How do we stop and say, hold up, whoa, wait a minute. Let's think through this a little more. The next thing that he also does, this is kind of interesting because often if we have felt insulted or if we're embarrassed by something, we kind of lash out. But Jesus wasn't really into punishment. We see him talking about there are consequences. Like you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? Like if you live a particular way, you can expect certain consequences to happen. But not necessarily, I'm going to come after you. I'm going to come for you. Instead, we see him trying to live into that love of neighbor, see him try to move justice in particular ways so that the person is transformed, not so that they are left in a huddled mess, that they are worthless, that they are nothing. He doesn't take their humanity or their dignity away, but he reveals to them and tries to show them how to be transformed. Now, does it mean everybody's going to do it? No. Does it mean if Jesus were standing right there as you're in the middle of something that if you responded exactly the way Jesus would, that that person is going to change? No, because that person has to decide, right? Just as we have to decide in our own lives with thinking through that, we have to decide whether or not we're going to hold ourselves accountable, whether or not we're going to try to live differently. We're going to screw up. I mean, that's that's kind of a given, but are we going to get up and try again? Are we going to say, not I'm sorry, but I was wrong. I've got to figure out a new way of living and being. I've got to try to not do what I've done again. Another thing to think about is that Jesus always tried to understand the person, and generally he was pretty good about it. Um, He was good when he's healing lepers, when he's healing uh, the blind, when he's healing the women. He tries to understand their circumstances, and we see that really well with him and the woman at the well. The people want to stone her because she is an adulteress, and he asks a question of the people. Whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. And it made them think, and it made them put down their stones. He didn't tell them how awful they were, but instead he worked something so that transformation for us to understand each other. Because often what we don't like in someone else is what we don't like in ourselves. Or we get caught up in being so against someone that we can't see that they are more than that. And so it's this interesting line when thinking about respect and accountability 
and how it's almost a continuous struggle. Because even in, in different situations, respect and accountability look a little bit different depending on what we're talking about. If we're talking about accountability with, well, I made a New Year's resolution to lose weight or something more significant of saying, you know what, it's time for me to let go It's of anger. It's time for me to try to work on this relationship. It's time for me to go about not blaming others, but looking at how I contribute to certain situations. And so when we think about that in each area of our life, this really is a, a digging deeper. This isn't something that comes easily and may not come naturally for many people about how are we showing respect for ourselves and for other people. Do we just devolve into to name-calling or hurling insults? Do we, um, do we have to deal with setting boundaries, right? Because when some people say, you need to respect me, you have to do all of these things for me, okay, well, that's, that's not necessarily respect. That's them using you. So how do we set healthy boundaries in learning what respect is, of seeing the dignity in one another while making sure we're doing the accountability thing? Now, does it mean that every person you come in contact with, you should be holding accountable? Mm, That's not really how that works. Accountability usually happens when there is some sort of relationship there, of when there's something where you can go, whoo, I don't know about that. Let's, Let's think through this a little more. And so my hope is that as you're listening to this, as you're contemplating respect and accountability in every facet of your life, whether that's social media, whether that's in relationships, family, or friend, or even within yourself, or within greater society, within the community. How do we respect one another, and yet how do we hold each other accountable? My hope is that we will ask more questions, that we will struggle, and that we will begin to take strides in situations where we feel like, Something's off with the respect and the accountability. Are we seeing people with dignity? Are we listening? Are we questioning? Are we, are we wanting punishment or are we wanting transformation? Are we trying to understand and empathize or do we just no longer care? So I leave you with that this week of thinking through how do we do the whole respect and accountability thing in our lives. Have a great week.